Hey everyone, welcome to our live stream. Uh, I'm Phil and this is Jimmy and with us we have Amanda and Corinne from Graveyard Coffee Talk. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're super happy to have you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey Willis. And and also hi. I don't want to, I know you guys don't say his name on the podcast, so I don't want to dox him, but hello person whose name you know oh, i know <laughs> we're about to dox the next episode sure oh, okay. that we've said his name on it oh okay and, uh, oh. sorry uh no, the uh, uh good parent thing and went to an event at the library that uh-huh. went over long so i had to like walk home and leave them there and so he picked up lunch oh. all the way oh. it was a whole thing it's good i plan things very well no it happens yeah um, yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Um, you want to tell us for our listeners who have not heard your podcast uh, a little bit, give us like the, the elevator pitch. You want to take uh, it, Amanda? Sure. <laughs> I can. Uh, so we are a folklore podcast. Uh, we tend to focus on, you know, the creepier side of folklore, but we try to look at the similarities between um, different cultures, folklore around the world. So we'll pick a topic. I will cover bits of folklore. For example, uh, we did a mermaids episode. So I covered some absolutely ridiculous mermaid myths from (laughs) the United States and North America, uh, specifically from Kentucky, Indiana, and the Ohio River area. and Corinne covered mermaids from elsewhere in the world. And that's how we tend to split our episode topics. And I am rambling. It's oh, okay. no, no. We, we, we encourage it. That's, it's all good. That's, that's the why, whole point of a live stream. Amanda, that's why I asked you to do it, not me. <laughs> no, you guys have, like, genuinely, like, really great contact, con- yeah, content. I can't content. talk I was uh I was looking through my safe. pocket cast yesterday when we were setting everything up and I think like outside of like discrete like audio dramas that have a beginning and end, I think you guys are the only podcast I've listened to like literally every single episode. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah, no, it's it's really great. I love the this how how in depth you guys go with the research and everything and and your banter is really good. So it's it's, we- it's a really fun listen. Would I, love I, to go more in depth. Yeah, um, I I feel very surface level with what we cover, but you know, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. While we have day jobs, yeah, <laughs> alas, we can only do so much. Got to get, get those uh, Blue Apron sponsorships, right? Bombas socks, all that kind of thing. I mean, you know, I am not too good to shill things. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no, I'm very bribable. Speaking of. Spooky Appalachia. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's so cute. No, it's it's a it's a, in Redbubble. Like honestly, the material is really nice. The like are, uh, the shirts too. I'm not wearing one, but yeah, I'm actually wearing that too. I've got because I wasn't sure if I would have to take the hoodie <laughs> off because it's just, the, the office is the hottest room in the house. But no, no, the Redbubble stuff's really nice. Honestly, I get most of my shirts from there in general, even when they're not like branded with our stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, yeah, no. Oh, here's one. 
I love the um the last few episodes, the bookstore, uh, the ad for the horror bookstore you guys have had. Um, I don't know if is it your friend who's reading it, but she has like a real yeah. like Wednesday Adams vibe yeah. on like the reading. Like it's it's genuinely like a really nice ad read. It's, it was so good. We had to use it multiple times. I was like, Amanda, Amanda, can we keep playing this? Yeah, <laughs> it's well- great. A, it was so wonderful of Jenny to set us up with Laurel Hightower for that interview that we did um, and to, you know, let us use the space. And Jenny is one of those people who's just good at everything she attempts. So in case you couldn't tell from that ad read, she's done theater before. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, I I don't want to diminish how hard she works, but she's good at everything she tries she puts a lot and of effort into everything book, right do laurel I... hightower yes wrote yeah. the mothman horror book uh below which if you are a fan of horror if you're a fan of body horror you need that book uh poor corinne is not a body horror uh hey i'm not a horror fan <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was one of the questions i had written oh. down and we can get to it now <laughs> Why, Corinne, why did you do this to yourself? Okay. Because for those of you who haven't listened to your podcast, she's not a horror. I have a baby. Half the stories, right? I, I've had literal nightmares. I have had to call my therapist. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Amanda, a couple years ago, started reaching out to me because I work in marketing as my day job. And she's like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. What can you tell me about what I would need to market myself? So I was like, okay, I will put together a list of recommendations for you. And that's what I did. Okay. And she's talking more and more about what she wants to do. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like you'll need like a two-person show to really achieve what you want to do. I think this sounds great. I hope you have so much fun. She's like, hey, do you want to be my second person? <laughs> and I was like, sure, I guess. And then I was like, wait, shit. Horror. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We did end up toning the horror down from my initial uh, thoughts and plans. Uh, Some of that is on me because I was like, hey, you've asked me to look up this horrible thing. I'm going to come at it from more of a sociological bent. And I'm going to be like, oh, here are all the sad reasons why we tell these kinds of stories. Yeah, we've sort of done like the same thing where like, I think the the stories we've found most interesting are like cataloging people's experiences and sort of like collecting folklore from people in the community mm. around Appalachia like it definitely it, like once you get into it that that I think tends to be like the most interesting thing absolutely rather than just the yeah like the the straight up horror I yes I agree. um back to the episode you guys did with Laurel Hightower though I was I was really happy for that because I feel like I, I was a latecomer to liking horror because we're all around the same age. We grew up in what I think was maybe like the worst period for movie horror. <laughs> like the I, the the yeah. kind of through the noughties, like all that like final like it was I was never a horror fan growing up. I thought it was so stupid. But then like I started kind of uh I don't know, I had a I had a friend in in um who I, I was in my PhD program, who was who was like really into it, and he, he sort of forced it a little bit down my throat. So then I, I <laughs> then I got I, I started kind of discovering 
better stuff. Um, so like I was, but it's, it's hard when you're in a situation like that. I feel like, like kind of trying to pierce down into like a, a a medium. Um, so yeah, I was, I was really appreciative of, of like the recommendations because it's like a fantasy book. I know where to find a new fantasy book or I have no idea where to start. (laughs) Like, and something, at least in my experience that has worked for me finding new horror is going outside of the traditional you know big four publishers uh at at least for horror books uh horror movies is a whole new thing i think we're in a fantastic golden age of new horror movies coming out personally i will never Um, watch oh no i we're trying to figure out when my husband and i can go see megan um oh is it good i I haven't heard anything about it i've heard that it is an absolute wonderful wild ride. All okay. the reviews I've, that I've read have been overwhelmingly positive in a, like, this is just good campy horror. Yeah, and that's okay, what it that's... set out to be, so. And they've already announced a sequel, so. They have, yeah. Oh, really? So yes. it's been doing well then. Yeah, um, I just, cool. so, I look at that and I go, hmm, what if I don't watch this? And I just read know, all of the reviews that come out. I think that looks good. Um, you know, I think obviously I, this isn't news to anyone who watches horror movies, but I think Ari Aster's horror movies are phenomenal. I loved Hereditary. I think Tony Collette was robbed of an Oscar win for that one. I think Midsummer is gorgeous and horrific and definitely something Corinne should never watch. And... <laughs> Um, I'm so excited for his new one. I watched the trailer. It's, I think Bo is alone. That's what it's called. I watched the trailer. I have no idea what's going on in it, but it looks amazing. And again, like something Corinne should probably never watch. (laughs) I I know my limitations. I don't enjoy panic attacks. I do like sleeping through the night. Those are both good things. No, I, I don't blame you at all. For sure. Yeah, I do sort of tend towards that campy. Like, I think my favorite horror movies I've seen so far were like the uh, like the movies Peter Jackson directed in New Zealand before he made Lord of the Rings. Like the, I think the U.S. version is called Dead Alive. Like it's called Dead Alive in the U.S., but it's called something different mm-hmm. in in the original title. But I I don't know yeah. if it popularized like the killing zombies with the lawnmower or invented it, but it's definitely like the sort of keystone for that. But it was just it was goofy oh i love that oh, oh hello you. person from kentucky we're in kentucky oh yeah, yeah. i'm not yeah so for those of you who don't know they're from louisville so a lot of their stuff is i think you guys have a few louisville centric episodes right we have, like yes. The, yes. The graveyard uh, one yeah. so i well the graveyard one went kind of all over kentucky yeah. it's just we happen to have two cemeteries here that have uh some pretty storied pasts. Uh, No, I was lucky enough to go to high school in downtown Louisville. Um, And in my honors U.S. history class, our teacher took us on walks throughout downtown and just talked about the history of Louisville for certain uh, days. Basically, if she didn't want to teach what she had planned and it was a nice day outside, (laughs) We went for a walk around downtown Louisville for that 45 minutes. And, you know, we learned about the Bloody Monday Rebellion. Um, 
which was, you know, a horrific attack on all of the Irish Catholics and Irish German immigrants by the right wing party of the time. Um, then like so many of the churches that were around at that time no longer exist because they were all burned down wow. that Monday. Um, we talked about, you know, the Brown hotel. We talked about the lady in blue ghost at the Seelbach hotel, um, you know, just different things. The Brennan house was right by our school. And that's another place that it's like a gorgeous, well-preserved Victorian home. You can have events there. It is also reportedly incredibly haunted. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we just got to do fun things like that. So I'm incredibly lucky. And I draw on things like that. When we come up with an episode topic, I'll be like, wait, did we ever talk about this in Doc Hall's class? I should check that out. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what you're telling me, and it looks like we have, we do have a a tour guide in the, in the chat, but next time we come visit, we should go on a ghost tour. Is, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. No, there so are many. so many ghost tours in old Louisville because it is the largest intact Victorian neighborhood in the country. Ah. So there's all sorts of ghost tours at Christmas and Halloween. I think there are some year round, but those are the ones that really jump yeah, up. The, there's, the you know, ghost tours over at Pope Lick looking for the goat man. Um <laughs> There's Waverly Hills. I mean, oh, yeah. That's no, thing. no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> see, I actually have a fun uh, personal story connection. Uh-huh. My grandma talked about how growing up, one of their neighbors was a nurse at Waverly Hills um, and knew the, a couple of patients who had, um, succumb to suicide while there and you know even when it was in operation apparently it was one of those things where there were certain hallways you didn't want to go to by yourself at night there were certain hallways that you just didn't want to go to by yourself in general because you would feel someone watching you so here's the thing not one but two of my great aunts died of tuberculosis in waverly hills Really? Yes. Um, so my my grandparents were very very old. Uh, my grandfather was born in 1905. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, yeah, two of his sisters passed from tuberculosis, and at the time they didn't really actually understand much about the disease when his <laughs> sisters died. So I remember my mom telling me that my grandma shamed my grandfather into stopping smoking because she was like. Two of your sisters died of tuberculosis. Do not fuck up. Oh, shoot. Do not. Someone <laughs> <laughs> told me not to swear, and I'm very scary. No, it's fine. I, we were doing the game stream the other day, and, like, something happened, like, that was just weird in the game, and I just, like, I, I straight up let out an F-bomb. But we, yeah, no, we just have a lot of kids that watch. That's yeah, all good. Yeah, so I'm trying not to. I'm trying so hard. But, yeah, no, so no. I know if I ever go to Waverly Hills, I'm getting haunted. Ghosts are going to follow me home. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. See, I'm still half convinced that there was a ghost that followed you home in your old car when we drove through Cherokee at night. Yeah. Yeah. No. Every night. Uh, So Corinne and I have been friends for almost 20 Uh, years at this point. 16, I think. 
We were at yeah. 16 years because we met my sophomore year, your freshman year. At Bellarmine, yep. So we've been friends for a while and she, I forget why we would be driving at night through Cherokee on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> you were high schoolers like it. Yeah. No, no, we were, in, we were in college. No, it was we Seneca, right? Yeah. Oh, Amanda, I know what it was. It was when I would drive you home from the dance studio. Yes. Okay. I would cut through the park and I swear to you on the reg, we would make this one turn and it would look like there was someone in my backseat. And both of us saw it every time. Like 100%. And while I believe in ghosts, I am a skeptic, but that was such a regular thing that I was like, (laughs) so I hate this. Yeah. How and regular it, did it get before you started choosing a different route home from the dance? Uh, oh, no. We just went that route because it never did anything to us. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't – I have – fine. I, if I were in a horror film, I would be the person going, that's a weird sound. I should go investigate. Yeah. Uh, I have been known to go running along the uh, the random cemetery in the park by my house. Uh, I remember – I was running by myself at like six in the morning and I was back at my old apartment and there was this park that had this beautiful tree lined Avenue and I'm running and it's foggy as hell and it looks spooky. The sun is not up and I'm jogging. and I'm like, this is like the start of a horror movie. <laughs> I'm going to die. I, d- I do this. I see anything. And like, I chased a bear through the woods with my camera once because I want to get, like, I have, I have a broken fight or flight response. Okay, Just listen. a fundamentally broken. You go fight, flight, or friend. Yeah. Fight, flight, or friend. And it's mostly like, friend. I, I understand. If not friend, why friend shaped? Exactly. Exactly. How, how I mean, my it? dog is bear shaped. I can, I, and my methods work across taxes. So there you go. This is why we're going to die. <laughs> yes, it is. And but I need I someone it. to edit the podcast, so you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I or, know where I rate. hear me out. If you do, make sure you haunt your editing room. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, I yes, am the ghost isn't that how you want to... That, <laughs> that's how you want to spend your eternity, fighting with audacity. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. It's free, I though. Was, I right. I got yeah. I got mad last night. I got mad. I almost threw the laptop. Oh no. But it's done. It's edited. It will be live tomorrow. Yay. Oh nice. Yeah, we have a another interview episode. Oh yeah. cool. Tomorrow. So oh, wow. Moth Mistress is right. Fun. Jimmy is gonna be the only one left alive. Amanda might survive. <laughs> I don't know because I actively moved into an almost 200 year old house. And the first day that like we had the keys and we walked inside, my husband and I said, we will feel cheated if there's not a ghost here. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the kind of house you die. <laughs> <laughs> I just almost yeah. got my drink on my keyboard, Amanda. Corinne, we've had this discussion. If one of us is talking, the other one cannot take a sip of a drink. beverage. That's <laughs> so true. So true, bestie. <laughs> oh man yeah you guys have you you guys definitely have like i mean it it like for 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 a haunting like you guys could you're you're how i think 
I've seen at least pictures of your Halloween decorations, and your house plays the part, like, very well. We try, and our our Christmas decorations trend that way as well. Like, we've got a black Christmas tree. Um, Our op got us, my husband got us uh, custom stockings made. So, like, my son's stocking has a bunch of spiders on it, because spiders are his favorite, and mine is uh, skulls with Christmas hats, and awesome. his are some uh, pumpkins with Christmas lights on them. I don't know. He yeah. uh, his favorite before the the spiders was bones, right? I remember last time we came to visit, he would do the dance with the uh, spooky Mr. scary bones. skeletons. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Spooky scary yes. skeletons. Yeah, uh, that is still a bop. Okay, <laughs> uh, but spiders were. Spiders were there before Bones and will be there after Bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, you're getting him started early, though. He's going (laughs) to take over the podcast and y'all retire. I have not done any of it on purpose. But, like, his favorite book right now is Seas for Cthulhu. It's a whole thing. That's awesome. I just saw Willet. Sorry, I didn't mean to say. I just saw Willet, like, slowly nosing into the office (laughs) on the camera. Like. Yeah. The number of times I've had to try to keep a straight face during the meeting where you can clearly see Kartoffel in the camera behind me, like... Yeah. <laughs> I love Kartoffel, though. He's such a good baby dog. He is. He uh, did great. He's in therapy dog class. I have to brag on my dog for a Aww. minute. Um, And the test I thought he was going to have horrible issues with, the test I thought was for sure going to fail us when we went for Canine Good Citizen, was the neutral dog. First time we practiced last night, he did it right four out of four times. I, am I love so a dog with a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good he, boy. And that's his thing is like he's a complete dope when he's just running around the house. But like, yeah, when you give him something to do, he's he's generally pretty focused, especially if the thing that means he gets to see like toddlers and old people, which are his two favorite genres of people. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he, he did love... My son, when he was over here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my son thought he was a panda, not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, he's got the full mask, and he's. <laughs> I mean, my best friend and I used to ride great, uh, not greyhounds. What were those things? Great, great Danes. Danes. Great day, yeah. Used to, ride, oh. used to ride those like horses. Got in a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, he's... you really shouldn't do that to their backs. My mom has ridden him before, not on purpose. He does a thing where he tries to, uh, like, go between your legs. And my mom was 5'3 at her tallest. And she's 65 now, so she's shorter than that now. And he tried to do that to Grandma and ended up getting Grandma on his back and going across the living room. It was, yeah. Whoopsie doodle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's no stranger to uh to that. Cool. Oh, so yeah, we digress. <laughs> um, so what are y'all some of y'all's favorite topics you've done you've done so far? Ooh, good question. Is it the I one love... on the Appalachia? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, the live uh, is our favorite episode. Everything is your favorite episode. Yeah. No, that's absolutely not true. We've done somewhere. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like our Christmas uh, episode. Oh, I loved that. 
Um, I didn't. That was but, good. And again, um, Corinne did that to herself. I am not that mean of a co-host. Sometimes uh-huh. I am. But she's the one who suggested Christmas ghost stories. I actually no. did. And it was I, a mistake. Every time I hear her say, I did this to myself. I did this to myself. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how many times I've heard that listening to y'all. <laughs> well as we go along i'm like oh this sounds like a really fun topic and then i'm i start reading it and i go i hate this yeah i i definitely i agree with y'all's reasoning though like i love spooky stuff in the winter like i read almost like no horror during the summer or anything like that but you get to winter time and it's like that's that's all i want to do or listen to it's dark. You can't yeah. really go outside if it's cold. Um, you know, gosh, especially I'm sure for plenty of us now, this past Christmas, you couldn't really go outside. Yeah. Anything. yeah. Um, I had COVID, which you would think means I wouldn't go outside, but the dog was so worried that he wouldn't go outside without me because he didn't want to leave me. So I had COVID in like four degree weather walking around the loop of my yard trying to get the dog to poop. See, now I will say when I do read horror, which I don't do often, but I will occasionally read horror novels. It's in the summer when it is oppressive and you have that atmosphere weighing on you. And it could be because I read a lot of Southern Gothic. Okay. Yeah. That that sort of makes sense. I get but, that. Yeah, like that that oppressive atmosphere, and I'm like, ah, it's time to give myself nightmares again. The nights are shorter. The nightmares can't follow you as long. Exactly. That's good reasoning, actually, in terms of... <laughs> it's like, good, good. <laughs> Only going to make it from, like, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. Here we got go. This. I got this. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And yeah, the that jacket look- on the chair can't look like a person. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, some of the... I, I've had that experience with this of, like, you, you, you start to, you know, you get you get in this headspace, and then you're just, <laughs> like, walking around, like... Like, just... And you, like, jumping at every shadow. No, yeah. I, I definitely get yeah. that. I don't know. I guess I'm just dead inside because I love reading horror and watching horror and then going to sleep and sleeping well. It I does have me either. Yeah, I think I, it's wow. I got into it in such a at such a young age. I, I was like, yeah, watching horror movies and playing the Resident Evil games when I was very, very that stuff scared me then, and it, I was jumpy back then. But I mean, it doesn't do anything to me now. I'm just like, ooh, that's creepy. That's that's about it. It's cozy in the winter, I think, when you're when you know you're at home and you don't really have to go anywhere and like the heat's on and like, you know, you feel you're you're sort of simulating having to like go out into like the cold dark night. I, I almost <laughs> feel like Huh. Um, that, that that's always been as as much like rationale as I can put on the feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Phil, do you ever get creeped out by our stuff that I write? Some, I'm trying to think. Oh no, I I told the story on the last live stream of like when we moved into this house. 
um, I was wigging out for like three weeks because I had put like every time I would go into the laundry room, the laundry pods were in a different space. And I walked in while the laundry machine was going once and I had put the rack too close to the laundry machine. So it was vibrating and moving <laughs> the thing around. I scared that I was like, I was walking around because so we, our house was built is, is not nearly as old as Amanda's, but it was built in 66. Only one family owned it before us. And at least one, possibly both of them died. Here. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, of like old age, not of anything like, bad or spooky or anything like that so um, but still still yeah 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 um you know so yeah subscribe to the residual energy exactly yeah yeah yeah. theory of ghosts yeah it doesn't yeah so i was i was i was definitely like (laughs) like the whole time i don't i would have been freaking out yeah it was because there were a couple other things too, like there, and there were a couple other things that were like easier to rationalize away, like you know, a bunch of stuff on like my my dresser would be be knocked over, but like you know, it's a it's a narrower bedroom. The dog's big and his tail goes, so like I would see stuff knocked over, and like it would be my first like reaction. But then I was like, okay, it's it's just the dog. It's just the dog. It's just the dog. It's fine. It's just the dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm very much a like. Okay, what logical thing could have happened? Yeah. But it's hard mm-hmm. to do that that initial like, oh god, oh god, and I'm like, wait, I have cats. Yeah. And they they're loud and they knock everything off of my dresser. And they're oh, really just I... like ghosts in general, like <laughs> in any sort of it's it's more or less the same. They they, they you can feel presence. Yeah. We do joke like we'll see our the smarter of our two cats staring off into space like oh. <laughs> and we're like, you see ghosts, buddy? What's over there? Oh, yeah. Cats believe in ghosts. A thousand percent. Whether or not ghosts exist, cats believe in them and see them frequently. Dogs believe in ghosts, but it's usually just like their back half. (laughs) (laughs) When I first moved in here, um, I was was living here uh, before I got married. Um, I just bought the house and uh, like for a week or two, like the, the, the cabinets downstairs were, were open. I don't know. I was like, oh yeah. If you have old cabinets and yeah, and then they would just shut in the middle of the night and wake me up. I'm like, what the crap is that? Oh, our front and back door will pop open if they're not locked because of like changes in the air pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Scared. I, I was in the kitchen. It was the work day. And, I had gotten up. I was getting ready to make some lunch. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why is my kitchen so cold? Oh. And I look over. The door is cracked open. My idiot cat is, like, peeking out the front, the back door. And I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. And so the only explanation is that, you know, we must have unlocked it to take some garbage out and forgotten mm-hmm. to relock it. Yeah. And it just popped open. Yeah. Yeah. Scared the bejesus out of me it's like i hope this was me and not something else it's like i really hope this was my mistake yeah oh yeah Yeah. it's happened with our front door like at three in the morning which is great horrifying i'm like i don't want to wake up my husband and be like babe babe i need you to check the house (laughs) 
<laughs> do a ghost tour real quick. <laughs> see, this is why you need a ring camera so that you can see when actual scary things happen. Like, gosh, back in, I think, July, our dog was barking his head off at like two in the morning one Saturday night. And we're pissed because it's loud. And so I just go downstairs. I let him in the backyard. He starts freaking out in the backyard too. I bring him back in. I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with you. I need you to be quiet. And I go back to sleep because as we've established, we will all die in horror movies. Yes. And my phone was on do not disturb. So no messages coming in. The next morning I go and pick up my phone and I just see like six notifications that our front door had opened and closed and opened and closed um and so first i run upstairs to make sure my son is still in his bed right 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 because yeah that was terrifying and then we checked the footage from the doorbell camera and a woman had been on our front porch First, for half an hour, just staring at our front door. Just standing on our porch, staring at our door. And then she started trying to open the door. And I guess our little door sensor thought when it jiggled, it was opening. Um, Yelling, let me in, let me in. Oh, I hate that. Um, So my theory, because I do need to sleep at night, is that she was staying at the Airbnb across the street and, and got drunk and yeah, got drunk. Cause we are very close to several bars Yeah, and, you know, picked the wrong house to try to get into and was yelling for her friends to come and let her in. And that's what I'm going to continue telling myself yeah. because yeah, yeah. any alternative is terrifying. And then I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry, baby dog. You were trying yeah. your best. You were doing your job. Sure we were like, okay. No. I mean, like that, that very much did happen to my sister and her roommates at their old house back when she lived in Lexington. Uh, the Which one of sister? her friends, Trishy, it's always Patricia. Okay, it's always Patricia. You know, one day it's going to be Marion, and all have well, guessed no, wrong. Well, Marion had the the time she had to evacuate her apartment because of the SWAT team. Yeah, <laughs> who hasn't lived in an apartment that had a SWAT team hit it? That happened to us. But Fine. yeah, no, someone. Uh, her friend's boyfriend forgot to lock the door when they came in, came in uh, from the night, and a drunk dude walked into their house, was no. staring at my sister in her sleep. Ooh. Oh no no no! <laughs> um, and my sister is five two, yeah, maybe very On tiny, a good day. very tiny woman, and she and her equally tiny roommate chased this guy out of their house. <laughs> Uh, it turns out he peed on their front door rug. <laughs> he was very drunk. Yeah. He was very drunk. Um, they were freaked out. They were like, we're going to go to Walmart and buy the guns. <laughs> and I'm really glad that they failed at that mission because yeah. I don't trust my sister with firearms. But uh, the next day, they found the guy uh, sitting in the yard next door to them crying. Uh, they were like, hey, Buddy, you guy okay? who was in our house. <laughs> well, because my sister had woken up because she heard him crying. And was like, is this so-and-so? You know, t- thinking it's one of her roommates upset, like, boyfriend troubles or whatever. He goes, yeah. no, it's John. <laughs> it's like, no. I don't know a John. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, are, no. you, are you John? 
So they like they let him in. They gave him toast. They let him charge up his phone. He slept in a neighbor's car and couldn't contact any of his friends because his phone was dead. <sighs> He'd stolen all of their Halloween candy. <laughs> the breakfast of champions. Wow. Well, toast and Halloween candy. Yeah. He's like, I just woke up in this car and I don't know where I am and my pockets are full of candy wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> So my sister was able to reunite this poor strange boy with his friends. She lived very near UK's campus. Yeah, we wow. lived the one the one year we had a, like a basement apartment in a college town. We had like an inset patio that was kind of inset into the ground, and like we lived in a big apartment complex. People were on that like knocking on our door like trying to like if we had the door open like they would like walk into our house like at least once a week it was yeah no that's that's college towns and yeah after that i've never left lived on the first floor of an apartment again i don't blame you yeah yeah it's probably significantly scarier if it happens while you're like it was usually while we were awake and watching tv i imagine it's like significantly less funny and significantly scarier if it happens while you're asleep yeah, it's one of those stories that was scary when it happened, but now it's it's ha ha funny trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like we made it and nothing bad happened, so we can laugh now. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So it's like, oh, that would be like a fun series of reaction videos of like ghost or home invader. <laughs> 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 I think we hit on a new series, guys. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like you have to add a third category in there because cats. Yeah, ghost cats are home yeah. invaders. Because, like, yeah. my cat pops cabinets open with his clever little feeties. Probably feeties. just fold that into pets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it your pet? Is it your pet? Listen. Listen. I am I can't words. Look, my Shively doesn't come out until I've had more bourbon, so... Mine just comes out when I talk really fast. No, I I definitely start sounding like my uh, great grandma when I have a couple few drinks. And she was from uh, Harlan, Kentucky, and it slips right back in. Yeah, I I get weird that way because like. My dad's family is from West Virginia, and my mom's family is from Boston. So I vacillate between two very different grandmothers <laughs> when I start to talk very fast. Yeah. I have been informed by – I have a friend who's from California originally, and they live outside of Boston now. And sometimes I get texts from them when they've been listening to the show, and they're like, Corinne, you and Amanda feed off of one another, and your accent gets stronger and stronger <laughs> it's true and i was like i do not have a strong southern accent and they're like yeah yeah you do yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really takes someone from the north to tell you you're like okay yeah, yeah i do <laughs> yeah it's I, I never so i work predominantly in like and i never realized it but like i do a lot of my field work in a francophone country and mm-hmm. like they always say like my English is particularly hard to understand and it's like even though I don't have a strong accent I do draw my words together 
Okay. So I think that's, yeah, like, I think that's what it is. Like, it's, yeah. I didn't oh. have that experience when I was in France, but I also spent most of my time speaking French. Mm-hmm. Where mostly they'd be like, okay, I can tell you're not a native French speaker, but I don't right. actually know where you're from. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – where, where I work, they're, like, trying to, to practice, like, the English for, like, yeah. yeah. So it's, like, it's it's nice when we come because they can practice with us, but also it's, like, yeah, I, apparently I have, like, notoriously notoriously difficult English, which I guess, like, when you're learning from Europeans, it, it makes sense, like, because they're, like, a lot more clipped mm-hmm. than we are. Yeah. But, Yeah. No, it's it's interesting how accents work like that. Like, and you can kind of tell too. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken one of those accents. Like, it's like the regional test. Like, it basically asks you like a list of things, and it can it can pinpoint pretty accurately where you're from. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think mine was only off by like, cup like fifty eighty miles where where it put. Yeah. Hmm, I should take that. Yeah. It's fine. There's, like, a lot of, like, super regional things, like, roundabout or traffic circle. Like, I think traffic circle's, like, big in the south, roundabout up north, and then things yeah. like oh. that that sort of divide, yeah. yeah. The one that trips me up is... Pen differently? Yeah. yeah. Caught and caught. Caught and caught. Yeah. Like, C-A-U-G-H-T versus C-O-T. I, caught, I caught. do not no, differentiate I, between the two. No, I don't differentiate between those either. Not at all. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's cot and cot, pin and pin, and Mary and Mary. And Mary. What? M-A-R-Y, M-A-R-R-Y, M-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, yeah, those are all the same words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently yeah. they're not. Apparently yeah, certain some, accents say them some completely regional differently. Accents have more differentiation than our regional accents do. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, it sort of makes sense because our regions are like so big that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My my received pronunciation is not good. Uh, I mean, Amanda's played D anD D with me. Like when I, I try to do to a say, British you're... accent, it starts in England. I make it about three words, then it goes to Ireland through Jamaica and finishes in Australia. <laughs> Like, every time. Every time. Every time. Like, <laughs> takes, takes the same path across the Atlantic and then the Pacific. Beautiful. <laughs> You'll be monologuing for someone. And yeah. it just, it shifts the whole time. <laughs> I cannot keep an accent. Like I'm decent at accents, but my if I'm trying to do British, my A's always end up very Australian. I, I cannot yeah. do British A sounds. Yeah. I, I can do Scottish if I've heard a Scottish accent, like, directly before I try it. But if it's been, like, any length of time, it's, like, I can't, like, remember the sounds. But, yeah, any other sort of, like, british accent, it's just, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I get I get all of them. I think, like, <laughs> the first time, I think the first time you guys ran into, like, some, some British-speaking NPCs, like, the joke was, like, the sun never sets on my accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. so are there any topics on y'all's upcoming slate that you're you're particularly excited about covering that you want to to preview or several several got some good ones awesome um i'm very excited we've got plans to look more into the fairy tale 
side of folklore. Um, and I'm really excited about how we're going to approach that. And um, that's going to be a really I, fun I think one. that'll be a good one. Don't want to give too much away on that. That's all. Yeah, I'm a huge Tolkien nerd and on fairy stories is one of my favorite essays ever written. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. That's, that's going to be awesome. I think we've got some, some fun stuff on the slate. I'm trying to pull up my notes from our last planning session, but of course my, uh, my notes program is an opening. So. <laughs> I know you were really excited about trees, tree like lore, folklore surrounding. Cool. Yeah. Cause you, like you hear the old nursery rhymes and they're always talking about oak and ash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why, why do these keep coming up? Why are they important? I yeah, don't know this. I, I want to know because I read way too much urban fantasy yeah. for any yeah, one yeah. human being. And I, I need to know. That's cool. I love when you guys, I, I think those are some of my favorite episodes that you guys cover when it goes to like more of the, um, trying to think like how, like the, folklore and like the kind of occultism like intersects with the the real world like that's that's been mm-hmm. some of my favorite episodes like the yeah, um the cold court cases really one was awesome yeah you will really enjoy what we've got coming up at the beginning of february then we just okay. recorded yes a bonkers episode um there was a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of um energy in that one because you're doing another late night recording okay and i had put um, myself bourbon <laughs> and I poured for the first episode we recorded, <laughs> and then I poured a second bourbon. You guys might. I poured a third. You guys might need to add some words below coffee on the logo. <laughs> <laughs> Graveyard beverage um, talk. I definitely started with a <laughs> coffee stout. Yeah. Though speaking of, I, I will say for the alternate drinks, uh, Corinne, it was a few episodes ago, but you had some tea and i looked it up and you've solved my valentine's day for me so i appreciate that yeah (laughs) they have a bunch of really Um, nice sets on that side (laughs) i yeah i i really like tea and i like it when i can talk about local tea companies and like little indie shops Mm -hmm. yeah i'm so excited we've got a new tea shop with handmade blends um opening up just down the street from me, hopefully in a couple months. Um, they're already actually doing custom blends for the horror bookstore uh, we were oh, talking about earlier. Cool. Like they've got uh, Rosemary's a Baby blend, um, <laughs> Frankenstein's Monster blend, and I'm blanking on the other ones right now. But. I, I know what you're talking about. They've got some fantastic – it's a place called Siscot Tea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually founded by someone who also went to Bellarmine. I didn't know that. Yeah, Ariel Clark went to Bellarmine, and okay. the stated goal is to open a queer sober space, um, especially for POC okay. yeah. queer people. So I know, like, one of the goals is to like have hair braiding classes run out of there, oh, or at least cool. that's what Ariel was talking about when first ideating Siscot Tea. Like making it kind of like a full-on community space that doesn't yes. revolve around like a bar. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I, I like that we're getting more of those mm-hmm. in Louisville because like we've got the Louisville Coffee Co-op mm-hmm. um, here in town that's open 24 hours on the weekends. So you can have a non-bar space to go yeah. 
and uh, also yeah. get coffee super late if you're uh, if you're one of those people like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, their coffee is really good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Nice. Ooh, maybe I'll go work from there this week. Do it. We just. <sighs> I'm I'm a little jealous because like our only good. So we have a problem in Roanoke where like we have like a sort of like all-encompassing regional chain and it's not that good and there aren't that many like local spots that aren't part of that Mm. so like the only place i really like to get coffee is like 25 minutes away from my house but it is near the mountain where me and the dog go hiking so we went this morning and they also love him in there which is like a nice bonus when you can like take the dog in and hang out and stuff yeah it's uh if anyone's in roanoke sweet donkey cafe in roanoke is is fantastic i highly recommend it especially if you're tired huh i can walk to so many shops from our house Yeah. yeah same we've got uh, the play cafe, like the little kid play cafe down the street, you can also just mm. pop in and get coffee and it's a local roast uh, bean. Um, there's Quills. There's a Starbucks right at the end of my street, right across the street from the Starbucks. There's a new um, Turkish, I think Turkish coffee. Ooh, I think you're right. Nice. Turkish coffee is so uh, good. Is that open yet? No. Damn I it. pass by it every day on my walk. And <laughs> I want to like, go one day, there. One day you'll be open. I want to um, go to there. And then, you know, we'll there's have the tea bean, shop. There's Synergos. There's yeah, Heine Brothers. And- you guys do Synergos a lot from what I, I hear at least. We do Heine Brothers because Heine, Heine Brothers. Brothers has a drive through Yes. Oh, um, gotcha. But there's also a Synergos really close to Corinne's house and that's where we record. Okay. And Synergos has won Best National Espresso several times. Um, so yeah. they are really good. And um, I was going to say something, but that was going to get too political and I'm going to stop. So <laughs> <laughs> going to be good. But yeah. 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 There yeah. are issues just with like the, the sort of big local chain is like it got big, like before Starbucks kind of spread and made coffee kind of popular. So like it, it kind of monopolized all the spaces mm-hmm. and it has the same issue Starbucks does of like, they saw how Starbucks burned their coffee and then they were basically just like, Hey, hold my flamethrower. It's like so much worse than even <laughs> So dark roasts are just easier to do consistently. So I get why bigger chain coffee shops do that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's an easy way to guarantee if you get coffee at location X, it's going to taste exactly the same same as as at another location. I get it. I don't appreciate dark roasts. Um, A, you get less caffeine that way. Yeah, which has always surprised me, but I guess it kind of like, yeah. Well, you're roasting out all of those oils. Those good, good chemicals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, I I don't know. I like, to be pretentious for a second, I like being able to, you know, taste whether a coffee is fruitier or whether it has, you know, more like chocolatey notes in it. No, I just like coffee. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I will drink anything from, like, instant coffee to, like, ooh, let me try this, like, artisanal espresso. It's like, I'd prefer better stuff, but if it's not available, I'll drink whatever. Yeah. 
no, but yeah, if yeah, so if you're ever in Louisville, go to one of their recommendations. If you're ever in Roanoke, Sweet Donkey Cafe, it's great, and they love dogs. <laughs> See, that's that's a thing I don't have. I don't have a coffee shop near me that I can take the dog into. I so like I found this because it was on the way home between the dog park and the apartment where we used to live. And it was the winter, so the first couple times I stopped, I would leave him in the car. And then, like, one time I was in there, because I would just go in and get coffee real quick and go Yeah. And then, like, one time when I was in there, I saw they had, like, a pet's welcome sticker, and I was like, how serious are you about that? <laughs> are there any sort of limitations? Like, or let anything? me test your rules. Yeah, yeah. But no, they love him. Like, they're always, like, so good to him and stuff. So it's... That's because Kertuffle's yeah. a good boy. Yeah. He gets... He, he will not leave until he gets a pup cup, even if they're busy. Like, I'm stuck there till they're oh, not busy baby anymore. Boy. <laughs> baby boy. It's what he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Cool. Well, to finish off, I gave everyone a homework assignment to uh, yes. to give you guys a little bit of a, a, a idea. I was trying to match sort of like the kind of thing they do to give you an idea of what their podcast is like so you can go listen to it after you are done here. But to find a cryptid that's not like one of the big ones, like maybe a... Mm-hmm. Uh, a um, a, a, a sort of lesser known one. Um, yeah. I can go first since it was my idea. That only seems Do fair. it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got this great book. Um, I think I, I've, I've showed it before, but it's called uh, Hood Eggs, Bildads, and Squonks. And what it is, it's not really a, uh, a unique book on its own. It's a sort of combination of two older cryptid manuals from or like cryptid bestiaries you might call them from like mm-hmm. the 1910s to the 1930s that are out of print so oh, it'll go through awesome. and it moved all like it like it copied in all the lithographs and for each it'll post like the um i think the two it combines i had it open where i'm gonna bet one of them is fearsome creatures of the lumberwoods yes yes because that's the, the i'm also exciting from something from that you might have already covered it and that's okay because i have a backup just in cases no no that's okay um on three which one one two okay okay no uh i did not i purposely did not do the squonk i got a different one you totally you totally said we were gonna do it on three and i'm like i'm gonna tell you right now because i'm excited one squonk (laughs) (laughs) yeah the um the other one is super interested in the squonk though yeah, I do. That is the next story. Cause is, so for those of you who don't know, Jimmy writes most of our stories. Um, I just do the readings. Um, but the next one I'm writing is is the squonk. So you guys will get a preview today. But though I, I was trying not to, um, to, to double dip myself. <laughs> um, so I picked uh, the other super cute one from that book, um, which actually, no, it's from the other book, the one by Henry Tryon. Uh, it's the axe handle hound. Uh, so I will show the picture on the. It's very cute. It's like oh, a little dog with an axe shaped head and an uh, axe in his mouth. Um, but from uh, the the book by Henry Tryon, uh, the bane of supply in depot camps, uh, northern logging operations, has a head shaped like a PVX. The body is slender and axe handle shaped with short stumpy legs. Looks a good deal like a dachshund, but really bears a closer resemblance to BB 
Bickford's Bureau Dog. And I, I really appreciate in like these old sort of bestiaries how I don't know how much any of you have read kind of older natural history volumes. I have to admit mm. it for work. They start kind of sounding like one of those before they steadily go, go a little off the rails. <laughs> I get a big kick out of reading them. Uh, but they continues, a distinctly a nocturnal prowler frequents the camps after nightfall hunting for axe and PV handles of which it is voracious fond. One hound has been known to consume two boxes of DB handles and Sixteen six-foot PV stocks in one night's eating. <laughs> they like make nice, death, but are costly to feed. <laughs> Jim Peters oh, once tamed one. No context on who Jim Peters is. <laughs> I guess everyone. Uh, he tamed the axe. He tamed the axe hound. Yeah, this is true. Um, that was short-sighted because Jim had a wooden leg made of an axe elf. The only way he could keep his leg whole was to wear it to bed. But he got rid of the pup by feeding it red oak handles, which it dislikes as heartily as any uh, experienced chopper. (laughs) And a lot of these, like, um, the books call it, like, logging lore. Like, it's it's like a different, (laughs) yeah. They seem to have... They seem to generally have been, like, made up around the campfire. It says for a lot of them, like, you know, there's not, like, a lot of, like, folklore background to them before they're really first... And there's not really any sightings before they're really first published. Uh, I just like to think it was, like, a bunch of drunk loggers around the fire, and they accidentally threw all the axe handles in. And every time that happened, they were like, it was the axe handle hound. Our bad wasn't us. (laughs) It's, I'm not sure if I that's exactly that. what happened, but it's my head. <laughs> I so logging more like that, you know, told around campfires is actually where we get Paul Bunyan from as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, which, which I, I stand love. babe, the blue ox. I know some folklorists have problems with him, but yeah. No, he was just a little baby in the snow. Yeah. yeah. He was just a little baby. Yeah. Just a little boy. <laughs> All right. Um, who wants to go next? Um, I can. Oh, oh Jimmy, you can go first. <laughs> okay. Um, have you guys ever heard of the Virginia Devil Monkey? No, I can't no. say yes, I have. The, 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 uh, these sightings uh, occurred in uh, where Phil's from, actually. Um, oh. I read about the Virginia Devil Monkey. Um, in Monsters of Virginia and uh, Mysterious Creatures of the Old Dominion by L.B. Taylor Jr. Um, The uh, first sighting, very close to where Phil's from, uh, happened in 1994. A woman was driving through uh, southwest Virginia in the Roanoke area one stormy night, she was on her way to Outer Banks in North Carolina. She was delayed a bit by having to take a detour through a two-lane road south of uh, Roanoke, Virginia. She described the area as being very dark and remote. The time was about 2.30 in the morning when suddenly a creature leapt across the road and in front of her car. The creature then walked off, not seeming to notice the woman in the car. Um, she described the teacher as uh, the creature as having a wolf hybrid type monk 
yeah, monkey wolf hype hybrid type body. And um, it was covered with short, sleek black fur, and it stood on its hind legs. It was about six feet tall, had uh, pointy ears, and a flat snout. Um, and it had a long, thin tail. She also noted that it uh, was very muscular and thin. Um, and then shortly after this sighting, there were a couple of other sightings, and then uh, some cattle and uh, people's pets started going missing. And then a couple in Shawsville, which uh, is not super far from Salem. No, it's, it's um, down the same road that she would be taking to the Outer Banks, too, if she was going by the old... What year was it? Was it before the interstate system? 1994. Okay, no, so the interstate system. Hey, you you yeah. were alive oh, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. in the area. Um. But a couple in Shawsville uh, heard some kind of commotion on their farm, and uh, they went to go check it out. And um, they saw something that dis- uh, fit this description. And uh, it, after they saw it, it, it scurried off, and uh, they couldn't find their German shepherd, and they never saw it again after this. Poor dog. Mm, oh, no. See, I don't like when just... the cryptids take dogs. Yeah, it, I mean, it happens sometimes. Um, I don't think the cryptids care what you like, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I and, would uh, Apparently, I had never heard of it, but this, there's uh, been devil monkeys seen all over the United States in, in several different areas. But I, I thought this one was interesting because it was so close to Phil. When you mentioned it, I had like a Fiji mermaid in my head, and it was wildly different. Than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, see, wanna... My brain just kept going to Planet of the Apes went werewolf. Like that's what it sounds <laughs> that's, like. That's more like what it sounds like. Oh no, I'm just oh. thinking somebody's pet capuchin monkey got out because those things are way too smart. Yeah, they mean. They mean. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh you want to know the unsettling thing? There are two ways from southwest Virginia to get to the Outer Banks. Interstate 81 to Interstate 64. And then U.S. Route 460. Uh, guess what two roads I live right between? Both. Yeah, U.S. Yeah, my, my neighborhood comes off U.S. Route 460, and we're about a mile from the exit to 81. Okay, so what you're telling us is you're going to be ready to get a picture if one comes by. Yeah, and I'm also going to finish. We're going to do a Appalachia field trip out there one day. Yeah. (laughs) Put a ring camera in my backyard. Yeah. We'll see. We'll have a a devil monkey versus Kurtoffel. Or I'll just finish my privacy. (laughs) No, he'd kill it. He's protective. I in our yeah. old apartment, and you know this is this is the dog. He's not a, a mean dog. This is the dog who, when he sees a rabbit in our yard, he will run after it with his tail wagging, and then cry when it goes into a hole because he wanted to play with it, and it Good. thought it wanted. So he's a very nice dog. But in our old apartment, like I was standing on a hill, kind of overlooking, like we lived a little bit out into the county. And I see, like, what I thought were just deer. Just, like, four, four kind of, like, you know, glowy eyes. And, like, this was right when he was a year old. So, like, I see him, like, get between me and that and just start these really, like, loud, deep warning barks. And I'm like, but, like, you see, we see deer every night. Like, what's going on? And I kind of look back. 
I'm like, those are a little low for deer. Uh, and then, like, I see one turn, and I see, like, a big furry tail, like, swish. It was, like, four coyotes, and he knew. And he was he, as, yeah. as good-natured as he is. He, he's also very protective, so... Oh, dear. I'd, I'd bet on him over the devil monkey. <laughs> but I don't want it to have to happen, so I might yeah, just finish my privacy fence. Yeah. <laughs> you still haven't finished that? No, I was gone too much this year. No, no. I mean, we and it, he he didn't. So the the thing we were the reason we were thinking about doing it early was because there's like one spot on our fence that's really low, but he doesn't really jump. He just walks up to it, and there he's gone up to it and not gone over when there was a six year old on the other side. Which if it was going to happen at any time, it was going to happen. Then, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried. I can't picture it. Yeah. See, still. Still worried about what's going to climb into your yard from no, it. That's yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No devil mm-hmm. monkeys. We'll have to. Uh, you, you do like some apple vinegar and like red pepper. Like you keep deer away <laughs> around the around the. Maybe burn some incense along with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with the witchcraft and like the farmers. <laughs> Yeah, we'll cover both our bases. Exactly. Exactly. It's called being thorough. Exactly. You know, which building a fence wouldn't be, I guess. (laughs) Just do all three. All three. There you go. I solved the Um, problem. Cool. All right. Amanda, we're Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I had never heard of these buddies before. I am covering the river dinosaurs, also known as the river lizards, which I prefer because it just flows. Um, And I got my information from mysteriousuniverse.org and uh, cryptids.fandom.com. Had never heard of these before, and I love it. So sightings of these buddies are mostly centered in the, the four corner states, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah. But there oh, have the been place reported... where they call river, they call creeks rivers? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, that's an odd place for a dinosaur. Though so there have been reported sightings in Ohio, Texas, Georgia, and Kentucky. Okay. Um, they are described as Velociraptor-esque bipedal reptiles that's about three and a half feet tall five to seven feet long nose to tail in some reports they have small wings but the wings have their insertion points at the neck not in the mid back huh oh wild um and their front arms are supposed to be more like little t-rex arms than fully functional like this so they feel substantially less dangerous than a velociraptor would. Um, I'm, just, I'm wondering about the the an, the anatomical purpose of having the wings at the. That just doesn't sound very stable. I have a right? scientific explanation. Is that because that's where a lot of actual dinosaurs were back in the Cretaceous. Cretaceous, maybe like a few Velociraptors, or like from the Triassic or whenever it was, maybe a few mm-hmm. Velociraptors survived and they're just super inbred now. Babies. You know what? Babies. I will believe that. Yeah. I will believe that. Um, 
So from what I could tell when I was doing my research, it's not known when the first sighting was. Uh, The earliest that I could find was the recollections of a woman from Colorado who stated that when she was a child in the 1930s, she saw five, she's assuming young, bipedal dinosaurs. Uh, A couple of weeks after spotting them, a local farmer shot a seven foot long dinosaur after it killed several of his sheep. I hate that. She says that the dinosaurs were grayish in color with, quote, chicken feet. And that they were covered in fine gray hairs. Hmm. Oh, I don't think I like that, Amanda. uh -uh. I don't either. And the Um, neck wings along with the... With the neck wings and hairs, I just... Yeah, no. I'm not vibing. That does Uh, not spark joy. You need to do that. (laughs) So, in 1982-ish... A couple in Arizona found a reptile carcass that they couldn't identify. No wings reported on this one. And if it was one of these river lizards, it must have been a juvenile because it didn't fit the size description. It was a little smaller. Um, And at first, the couple thought that it was like a child's toy. Uh, Until they got up close and the bones looked real. And then... Allegedly, several river dino skeletons have been shipped to various museums in Colorado throughout the years, but we either don't have records of alleged shipments, or in the case of a delivery in the 1960s, the skeletons were proven beyond a doubt to be a hoax. But reports of these lizards are still coming in today. Mm. Wild. Um, And again, not just out west, but You've got reports in Ohio, in Texas, in Georgia, in Kentucky. Uh, There was one listed from Oklahoma. So Hmm. who knows? All right. Weird. Uh, I don't like it. That's crazy. That might be like one of the genuinely like oddest creatures I've ever heard described. Yeah. it The wings in the neck thing just stuck with me when I was reading it. Yeah. the, The fine gray hairs. I hate that. That doesn't, because that's, if you're a vertebrate, right, and the wing point is at your neck, then it's putting so, like, you're hanging yourself every time you fly. That's putting so much stress on your vertebrae. Well, there are no reports of them flying. So what purpose do the wings serve? The wings serve, yeah. Unless, I guess. Maybe for mating? Like, as a mating display? Yeah, like the bearded lizards. Maybe. Yeah. Either that or some way to deal with the heat. Of the yeah. desert. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That does. You know, extra I hate it. capillaries. <laughs> um, I don't like this, Amanda. Well, that is what I bring to our partnership on the <laughs> podcast. <for him. laughs> that is the dynamic. <laughs> this is, yeah. Anybody wondering what it's like to listen to an episode of Graveyard, Talk, Co- Graveyard Coffee Talk? I speak English great. This is accurate. This yeah. is show yeah. accurate. Down to and including me not so being accurate able to and show accurate of this. Ooh, uh, mystery, mystery syndicate said yeah, deflective to predators. Yeah. I could see that making your head yeah. look bigger yeah. so you're okay, a more okay, imposing okay. target, or just have more stuff to grab around the neck because that's why a lot of big dogs like those like molasar have, have all the extra skin. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's like you can't get to the anything important in the neck. Oh yeah, the spitting lizards from Jurassic Park. God. 
Yeah, it's like it's like when was the first sighting? Nineteen ninety three. Okay. Good times. Yeah. All right, Karim, take us home. All right, all right. So because I was worried about possibly stepping on other people's toes, uh, y'all y'all pick. I've got the squawk or the Volpertinger. Ooh, I like both. I've loved the Vulpertinger since like that was the coolest pet you could get in Vanilla World of Warcraft. But I also like the Squonk is like my my current cryptid obsession. So those like you yeah, you've literally so, been my favorites. I'm voting the Squonk personally. Okay. okay, yeah, I'll vote so, the Squonk I, then to make I it unanimous. I both of these because they do both have connections to modern day science, which I think is really cool. Uh huh. So the Squonk is uh. As we were talking about a little bit earlier, from Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, uh, published in 1910. So we're, we're pretty sure this guy's 100% made up. <laughs> and he's so ugly. And he's so sad about being ugly. Like, he's just, he's a sad little boy. Uh, he lives in Pennsylvania in the forests and is mostly crepuscular or nocturnal. Uh, apparently, it is easier to track them in the light of the full moon. But part of that is because he cries all the time. He's so, so sad. He has terrible body image. He, just, he really needs some therapy. Uh, his skin doesn't fit him right, and it's all, like, wrinkly and covered in warts. So he's just really self-conscious about it. Baby. And um, according to Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-stained trail, for the animal weeps constantly. When cornered and escape seems impossible, or when surprised and frightened, it may even dissolve itself into tears. Yeah. You can't capture him because he gets too sad. And he go away. See, that picture makes it look like a dog with mange. It's 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 like a yeah, yeah. exactly that's um no, I, I definitely so next time we stream you guys will see a stuffed one. Sitting right here, I ordered it off of Etsy. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yes. Working on building out like the background. I love that. So what I love most, though, is that the squonk is a term used in chemistry to describe chemicals that can appear stable in other solutions or in the quote-unquote wild, but when isolated or captured, begin to decompose or depolymerize, aka huh. melt away. So those are called chemical squonks. Which came first, the squonk or the squonk? Ah, uh, that's a great question. What does Wikipedia tell me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to guess that the actual squonk lacrimocorpus dissolvens, I love its scientific name. Yeah. <laughs> it came first. Eeyore of cryptids. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, it is. Eeyore Eeyore of <laughs> yeah. Oh. But like, okay, yeah. So chemical squonks were first mentioned in 2000. Okay, so they definitely, oh. that was on purpose. Oh, for sure. Okay, for that's sure. awesome. And I just that's like, because really awesome. I saw that bit about chemical squonks and I was like, I have to do this. Also, my husband is also very obsessed with squonks. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, he's like, Corinna, I want to go on your show and I want to talk about squonks. <laughs> I probably once a month, I get a request to come on the show and talk about squonks. That's can, awesome. we just, can we just record him talking about squonks? As, like, <laughs> just the Instagram monologue. reels. Yeah. 
and so, and then I've got my Instagram content. Kinda, yeah. Done. Well, so I bought some new mics for us because I was like, I'm going to like set up a proper two mic setup so we're not just sharing one mic when we record in person. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> give the squonks of Zoloft. Sorry, I get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was setting it up and I was like, okay, Hunter, I'm, I'm going to test this. Do you want to come and just talk about the squonk while I've got this two mic setup going? He's like, no, I have to research it first. I want to do it right. <laughs> and then it turned out the, um, the mics I bought, I should not have cheaped out on because they do not work with the audio interface that I bought. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to see if maybe my sister's school that she works at wants them and then um, buy some better mics. Would U of L let you guys record there? Like in their media center? Since I you're know. both alumni? I have no idea. I would they would. No. Oh, uh, I just, oh okay. Never mind. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking of, I guess, everyone else you guys know. <laughs> yeah. What we could do, though, is um, because I will always, always, always talk up the Louisville Free Public Library yes. is the regional libraries have uh, maker spaces, and I know oh. Northeast Regional has uh, podcasting equipment. I'm not really sure how it works to to book the space to use it, but also it's just kind of fun to sit around our house and yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's always you know, better to do things. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being an introvert. But if I can go to any length to not leave my house, I'm going to do it. Now, the Northeast Regional also has an in-house Quills coffee. Nice. See, that's a good that feature for a library. A temptation. Yeah. It's so – I my old apartment was like within walking distance. I couldn't quite walk it because mm-hmm. I ran out of sidewalks and I really don't want to get hit by a car. And it's a lot of, like, busy roads. It's out where mm-hmm. um, UPS has their headquarters now. Yeah. So I Which was... means so much to anyone else on this street. I was like, UPS headquarters <laughs> in Roanoke, it's out by the airport. Because I'm just like, yeah. You guys mean headquarters, headquarters. Not yeah, like they built, like... Depot. I, I remember when they were building that. Because my, my best friend's house used to be over that way. Her house isn't there anymore. It's an apartment complex now. I'm mm-hmm. heartbroken. My childhood has been paved over. <laughs> they put up a parking lot. They they freaking did though. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I hope you all are haunted by the memories of my childhood. Uh, don't it always <laughs> seem to go? I hate okay. that. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't believe you, Phil. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But yeah, that is something we can check out. But probably what I'll do is just. Next paycheck, I'll be like, "Oh look, I can go buy some new I microphones. Some microphones." Nice, and you know, I, not buy I the... can also chip into that. Yeah, I know, just as... next time I'm not going to buy the thirty dollars mics. I'm going to buy the nice mics. <laughs> That's a good plan. <laughs> Who knew? Who and then knew your that? Windows driver won't let them work, which is why I'm recording on a headset. <laughs> I had to update all my drivers when I installed the um, the audio interface that I bought. Yeah, I don't understand because, and this is probably neither here nor there, it worked when we recorded stories, when was that, Jimmy, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that? And it didn't work today, so who knows? Who knows, yeah. (laughs) Computers. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, yeah, yeah sure. thank you so much for having us. So you can find us on Twitter for as 
I guess as long as Twitter stays around, um, <laughs> at Talk Coffee. Nope, um, Talk Graveyard. Talk Graveyard. I know. <laughs> Corinne, take it away. Don't trust me. <laughs> okay, you can find us at Talk Graveyard on Twitter, uh, at Graveyard Coffee Talk, or we Graveyard Coffee Talk Pod on Instagram. You are. I don't know yeah, what I'm saying. Let me check my notes. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at Graveyard Coffee Talk Pod at gmail.com and we do respond we're really nice yes um the website's linked in the description of this uh, yes video. yeah the website is graveyardcoffeetalkpod.com um it's a little special i am hoping to revamp it in the coming year because yes but I want there are uh, some outtakes in the bonus content tab yeah, i like the outtakes, uh, outtakes notes, yelling at the cat yeah. show notes um, yes, yeah. and our research is always linked in the show notes on the site. So if you ever hear something and you're like, I'd like to read a little more, uh, you can always go through, find our research. Yeah. Uh, check if your library has JSTOR because we use a lot of JSTOR. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't find something and it's something that we've linked on our site, email me because nine times out of ten, I've got the PDF saved to my computer. Huzzah! <laughs> Green literature, gray literature. I forget what that's called, where you just email PDFs to each other. One of those. It's green or gray. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Mothmister says she loves Amanda's hair and Corinne's glasses. Aw. No, she says that she has my hair and Corinne's glasses. Oh, I have a I I can't read. By our powers combined, she's the coolest person. Yeah. (laughs) She's y'all's fusion dance. Gosh, that would save so much time. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for coming. Um, If you enjoyed the stream, uh, please, you know, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, all the YouTube stuff, and we'll see you all next time. Take it easy. Yeah. Bye.